Our scripture today, Matthew 20, well really all of the 20th chapter of Matthew I would call to our attention, but I'm picking up reading with the 20th verse of that Matthew 20th chapter. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, kneeling before him. She asked a favor of him. And he said to her, what do you want? She said to him, declare that these two sons of mine will sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, you do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, we are able. He said to them, you will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left, that is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the 10 heard it, they were angry with the two brothers, but Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you. But whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. And this is the word of God for all of us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I was a freshman in high school at Henderson County High many, many moons ago, uh, I decided I would run track. My older brother, John, was basketball, and I like basketball too, but he was a basketball star and played in high school and got a college scholarship. So I decided to make my mark as a long-distance runner. So I went out for track, ran and ran and ran, and finally a meet came. And uh, so uh, with the mile, running the mile, that's several laps around the oval. So anyway, here we take off, and I'm full of steam, and I just burst out, and I'm the front runner for the first lap, and the second lap, and the third lap, and then I began to get a little tired, and look over my shoulder, and here came some other people along. Well, by the last lap, not only had one person passed me, the second person had passed me, and at the finish line, the third person passed me, and I didn't even finish in the top three. So much for being the front runner. I learned a lot that day. I learned uh, a long-distance runner doesn't burst out with a lot of energy, for one. And front runners, uh, like in the horse races uh, at the Derby, you know, not many, not many horses can take off and lead the whole way around. A lot of those horses just like to come up from behind, maybe seven or eight back, and take over the leader. Well, front runners have that kind of in uh, the trouble is that if you are a front runner, sometimes that can backfire. Our, uh, it's kind of like being a favorite in a competition 
or a favorite in some selection, or we're getting ready to start up high school football and college football, and there are preseason polls already out about who's the front runner, who is the favorite to win. And I've observed college football for many years, and many, many years, whoever's number one in the preseason poll find themselves, when the rubber hits the road, or when the pads hit the pads, or whatever that is, by the championship game, that number one team, many times is nowhere to be found in the top two, even. So being a favorite, that's kind of uh, something in our world, and our society, People want to be the favorite. People want to be the front runner. Already the news channels are talking about who's the front runner for the 2024 elections. That's about three years away, right? Two and a half or something. But anyway, it's a big topic of news. Front runners, favorites, etc. Well, in scripture we find there was a lot of discussion about favorites and front runners as well. Back to the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve and their boys, Cain and Abel. They were in a bit of competition, and it turns out that uh, Abel's sacrifice to God was more favorable. God seemed to favor his sacrifice. We don't know if that's maybe because his heart was in it, whatever, but Cain didn't like that, that his brother was the favorite. And so he rose up against his brother and even killed him out of rage and jealousy and anger. Uh, Jacob and Esau, we know that story. Those brothers, sons of Isaac, uh, they vied for their father's favor. And we know that trouble ensued there. Well, in this passage today from Matthew, the 20th chapter, we find Jesus and his 12 disciples together. And here comes the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John. The mother comes and kneels before Jesus and says, I want you to make my two boys, they're very special, I want you to let one of them sit on your right hand and one sit on your left hand in your kingdom. She was making her plea, or maybe her play, for favoritism and for authority and for inclusion. She wanted her boys to be front and center with Jesus. And he says, well, I don't know if you really know what you're asking. Are you all able to drink the cup I'm going to drink? Which he was saying, you know, this isn't going to be easy. The cup I'm going to drink, the cup of Calvary. And they say, well, yes, we are. And he said, well, it's really not my place to grant who's going to be on my right and who's going to be on my left, who's going to be my favorite disciple. I'm, I'm not going to, to get into that. Well, throughout the Old Testament, we find that the Hebrew people felt they were a favored people. In fact, God told them that. God told Abram, and Sarah, go leave your country, and I will make you a special nation, establish my nation Israel. And God did do that. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we hear the scripture, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people. 
So yes, God chose the Hebrew people. And over and over, they felt favored by God. God blessed them over and over again. God forgave them over and over again when they would stray. God bailed them out in troubled situations. God rescued them. God enabled them to win battles against their neighbors. So it's understandable why they would feel so favored. Well, Jesus had some news for the folk of God. And in the Gospel of Matthew, which we believe was written primarily to the Hebrew Christians, or those who were Jews first, Luke was written more to the lower classes, but, but Matthew written to the Jewish nation. And to them he expresses to the highly favored people what he wants them and what he believes God wants them to do. Jesus makes clear this thing about favoritism. And in the 16th verse of this chapter, he says, the last will be first and the first will be last. And then he goes on to say, whoever will be a leader among you, whoever would be favored as a leader for God must become a servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become a slave. Now that was very hard words for the favored people of God to hear. They knew slavery. They knew of Moses leading the people out of bondage in Egypt. And here the Messiah was saying, you got to be slaves again. They'd been there, done that. They weren't too happy about hearing that. But Jesus was saying, this is the kind of life Christians must live. He said, I came not, in this beautiful verse, 26, 27, uh, I came not to be served but to serve. Jesus came into this world to roll up his sleeves and to be at work for the kingdom and to be about showing love, not just talking about it. Living out his faith, not just preaching about it. And as he reached out to uh, the leper and the sick and the lame as he reached out to touch the lives of many, that those in that society like, whoa, we're not getting anywhere near them because we are the favored people. So we have this message, uh, a, a really frightful message to the Jewish nation who knew about slavery, and yet here our leader, our Messiah, wants us to be a slave. Well, there are many things I believe this passage is trying to teach us today. And I believe one of them is that Jesus is saying all are welcome in the kingdom of God. All are welcome and included. And whether you've been here since day one or you just walked in the door today and said, I want to be a Christian, 
we're all equal in God's sight and all are included. Earlier, right before the passage I read in the gospel, uh, the 20th chapter of Matthew, is about the story of the vineyard and those who had worked all day long in the vineyard, been around, been there forever, and in middle afternoon some more laborers came in, and right before dark some more came in, and they all got the same wage. And they're saying, what's this, master? I mean, I've worked all day long. I'm special. I've worked hard. I'm a, I should be a favorite. I should get more. And Jesus, the vineyard keeper, says, you're blessed. You are blessed because you've been with me and working with me. And I choose to bless everyone, anyone who will come into the fold. The last will be first, the first will be last. He was trying to teach them a message about humility. That all people in the kingdom are favored and blessed. That all people in the kingdom are God's people. Not just those that have been around for a long time and thank God for that. Even within the church. We're thankful for those who have been saints and around for a long time. And we're thankful for those who just signed up yesterday maybe. Or will sign up next week. That we all can be a part of the kingdom work. Certainly we know this is something that we can do about our kingdom work is that we can become the servants no matter how long we've been around uh, that we can be the servants God calls us to be and don't we feel favored we we those of us who've been in the church all of our lives I feel I feel favored that from from the cradle I was brought into the church and continue to be in the church and because of that, I want anybody and everybody to be included. And I feel called upon to serve not just others in the church, but I feel called upon to serve those outside the church. I appreciate Marcus's prayer this morning about Saturday. Uh, back to school bash there will be people come into the doors of this church maybe never been in a church but they're coming they're coming Saturday they'll be here Saturday and we have an opportunity to show the love of God to these folks that's what that's what Jesus is talking about that's what Jesus is talking about we have an opportunity to give and to serve and to be like Jesus. Lord, we want to be more holy. Lord, we want to be more loving. Lord, we want to be more like Jesus in our hearts. And when we're more like him in our hearts, these hands are going to be busy. Thank you for your message about the flood buckets. You know, the United Methodist Committee on Relief, our dear neighbors in, uh, in eastern Kentucky. I saw in the news last night that Georgetown our uh, what firefighters some of them have gone to with their boats to rescue thank goodness for that and churches like this all across the country are putting together flood buckets to help them and and we'll get word to you about how you can donate as well if 
financial gifts to United Methodist Committee on Relief, 100% of the money goes directly to the cause. We don't skim off some of that for administration like many, many other funds do. But whatever you give, all of it will go to help others. That's the spirit. Because we are favored by God, we don't set ourselves up as holier than thou. No one's above making a sandwich in the kitchen for the hungry. Nobody's above that. Anybody can roll up their sleeve and make that sandwich or prepare a backpack. I believe that's what Jesus is saying here to us. My, uh, my nieces are on Facebook a lot. I don't I kind of read what everybody else says. But this week, one of them, Peyton, posted something. I'm not sure where she got it. And it said, pray for someone else's situation above yours. And watch yours change. It's not all about us. Pray for someone else's situation above yours. In other words... Pray for others, serve others, look out for others, and watch your own faith, your own situation change and grow and develop. We are thankful. We are favored by God. And because we are, we want to favor everybody else with blessing upon blessing. Let us pray. Holy God, indeed, we are your people, and we're so thankful for that. And we don't feel separated from the world because of that. We feel that because we are favored, you called us to go into the world, to teach your love, to share your love, to do your love. And we pray as a congregation, you would help us that we might take the favor we feel and turn it into a life of service for you and your kingdom. In Christ, the chief servant of all, we pray. Amen.